0: The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hey everyone, welcome to Scissoring Isn't a Thing, it's Darren Carp And I'm Liz Cully, and we have a very special interview for you guys today, the one and only Caitlin Carter. Liz, I'm waiting for the day
1: where we introduce someone as like the not-so-special guest, you know, because it's like every single one Fair. of our guests are special. Not from you, I'm just saying I always say it's like, today we have a very special guest, I would be the person where you'd be like, all right, today we're interviewing someone fucking lackluster and it's Darren Carr. But (laughs) I will say Caitlin Carter is absolutely very, very special. She's also maybe the tiniest human I've ever seen in my whole life. She's a Polly Pocket.
0: Yeah, she's She's a a little Polly Pocket. She's also an Embassy Row family member. Uh, We recorded this a really long time ago, actually, in the beginning of March. Yeah, before
1: the pandemic even really went full throttle and hit. And the good thing about these types of podcasts is that they really are evergreen. You can listen to it today, you can listen to it in three months, and it's still hopefully pretty relevant, maybe outside of any pandemic talk. So we thought this was a good time to actually release it, and we really hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to
0: Scissoring Isn't a Thing. Our guest today is the stunning, stunning Caitlin Carter, who Thank we have all these mutual friends. I cannot believe we have not met before.
1: Like, let me let board, me give but... Caitlin Carter a few um, log lines here because she is a guest and she's more. I
2: can't wait to hear these. because You know ready for it? Yeah. So we
1: always tell people it's like, oh, we like Wikipedia and like tell us if it's wrong. I don't or even not. have
2: a Wikipedia like anymore. They won't. They it. won't give me one. Okay, <laughs> Caitlin
1: Carter is an American blogger television personality entrepreneur and socialite
2: well originally from
1: new hampshire she was a student at the university of new hampshire before being employed in the financial service industry for several years they do not make financial service industry sound fun at Mm -hmm. all with that
2: i know it was way sexier than that by the way
1: Uh, well we're gonna get into that (laughs) well as a model she reached the finals of the max hometown hotties competition in 2010 hometown hotties in 2014 she set up a blog called the western wild which since has been renamed hey miss carter emphasis it on. doesn't
2: even exist anymore
1: <laughs> i like this emphasis on me a year later she opened the e-commerce site for a collective with her friend tiana haraguchi in 2019 she began appearing in the mtv reality series
2: the hills New is that right? So about a, maybe a quarter of that was accurate. Everybody Just, says
0: that. Everyone's like, none of this is correct. I like mm-hmm. I like you being um, a socialite and also
1: one of the finals from Maxim's hometown hotties. I feel like those are the two really? things I'm taking away. Yes, yes.
0: socialite for life. Yes, yeah, that's a good title. I'm obsessed. That's like not a bad Who doesn't title. want to be? A, that's like all I ever. That's her dream profession. To, like, Liz it's, is trying to be a I mean, I was a debutante, I know. so I pretty much am one. <laughs> that's exactly the point, They kicked Caitlin. me out. They, once I, after my debutante ball, they were like, and we're good here. Thank you for I all actually
2: had service. a. I had someone I was dating recently said that to me, though, because I would never describe myself as a socialite because it grosses me out. But he actually said to me, I don't want to, like, be in a socialite life or something like that. And I was like, what? what? What does that mean? You're like, why you not? Do... It's really fun. I know. I was how like, do you become well, a socialite? Like, how well, do you do it?
0: It depends. There's a couple different avenues. One is by blood, by birth, birth. birth. and then other is like the company you keep and the things that you've done cool in your life. So can I be a socialite because I'm talking to Caitlin Carter? Yep.
2: Okay. Done. I'm a fucking Um, so-it's on my Wikipedia.
0: Where in New Hampshire
2: are you from? I'm from Peterborough, New Hampshire. So it's southwest New Hampshire. It's a really small town. 5,000 people. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, we wanted to thank you for
1: taking the time to record with us. I'm sure your schedule is crazy, filming and doing all that stuff. So thank you for being yeah, here. thank
2: you guys for having me. We're
1: very excited to talk to you. Usually we start off with every conversation, like how you identify.
2: Well, this is something that I think about a lot because a lot of people ask me that. And I just don't have an answer. I don't feel like I specifically connect with anyone like... I don't know. I just don't really feel like anything is quite the right fit for me, at least not yet. Yeah. I think this is also all a little new to me. And so I just try to be real that, I don't know, I just don't have a a good, solid answer for it. So I'm just kind of exploring. I want to get to learn myself a little bit better before I make a decision like that. And one of my good friends actually said to me, because I was having this conversation with him, and um, he just said, you know, you don't don't have to You sure don't. You sure sure don't. don't." That's why we ask. And everyone has like a different – We've
1: interviewed a bunch of people and someone described himself as a pig. Someone asked "We asked, how do you identify? And they said, tall. Yeah. Like everyone will say something Everybody different. Everybody says something different. And it's just interesting how people take that question. And li- listen, not for nothing, but you're 31, right? You're my age. Yes. That's you pretty young to, to like figure out like everything. Like, I mean, Liz identifies as a bisexual and I identify as a lesbian. But by putting we were just talking to Jasmine Jasmine Robbins and she was like, you know, I identify as a lesbian, but if for some reason down the road I found myself attracted to like a cisgender male, I'm not gonna not go for that because I've previously identified as a lesbian.
2: Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, that's, so it's like it's That's it changes. the thing I almost feel like I'm kind of putting myself in a box if I pick sure. if I pick one. Totally. And that's really what more what it is because I just feel like I still have I've just learned so much about myself in this past year yeah. that it feels sort of premature. Like, if you'd asked me a year ago, I would have said I was straight. So, and that's clearly not the case. So now I just feel like, why even pick something and just, I'm just gonna roll with it.
0: I mean, that was me forever. I think, yeah. like, totally. you know, I, we talk about it on this show and it's, this show has actually like forced me to talk about a lot of things I normally wouldn't really talk about, mm-hmm. um, which is wild. You're and very cathartic. Yeah. Oh, Darren.
2: Taking Fucking. credit
0: for opening you up, Jesus girl. Christ. Um, and I never really wanted to choose because I think it was also for me really scary at the time to choose because I'm like, well, I really I've had these relationships with women that I definitely weren't like I wouldn't have called them monog. I wouldn't. I kind of sexualized women. I would hook up with a lot of girls and I would date guys and then it kind of She's like flipped at one. I'm not a beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I was definitely hotter back then. Ways. I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah. No, and I think it would like flip flop a different year. And I always just said that I loved people. And I-, I think a lot of the younger generation, like people under 30 that we've been interviewed, kind of say the same thing. Definitely. And they're like, we just like people. Some people call that pansexual. <clears throat> I don't think I'm out here in these streets calling myself pansexual because that doesn't feel good to me. I
2: don't know. It just, to me, everything is becoming so specific. It just feels like it's getting a little carried away. Uh, yeah, totally. Right. Like, and it have doesn't to have really a label. matter. Yeah. yeah it that's totally how doesn't feel. matter. So, I don't know. I just want to take my time. Maybe it'll never happen. Maybe I'll never come up with something. But I just... Or people maybe is the good answer. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I think for some people, I mean, I think it helps to qualify, like, who they are and to make sure that... You know, for me, like when I came out to my parents, I mean, granted this was 13 years ago. So it was a little bit of a different time. Um, I was in college at the time. And I think for me, the label was a little important because I'd only dated men before. And I think it was helpful for them to kind of like take me seriously. Because if yeah. I had been like, I don't know, but this and that, they might've been like, which is a common theme with, with women, and I don't know if you experience experienced this, Liz, but, like, it's a common theme when, like, you ever heard of, like, a lug, which is a lesbian until graduation? Like, every girl
0: hooks up with girls I don't in know any of the
2: terminology. I'm completely, you guys need to what teach me everything. What the fuck is everything. a lug? I, a
0: lug is a lesbian until graduation. I don't know either, Caitlin. I'm, like, I'm also, like, the, like, least gay gay person on the planet, which well, two, maybe I wouldn't me. say least gay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe, but I think people do. The spectrum kind
1: of right now is Caitlin, you, and then I'm all the way into, like, <laughs> lesoland, land like, living my best life, is the we uh, so a
0: lug a lug is
1: just a, a colloquial term for lesbian until graduation like at Smith College like is sort Wesleyan
0: of. like is that what we're talking yeah, about yeah
1: except Smith is all girls Wesleyan isn't Wesleyan just like crazy but I know
0: that I'm I, first of all I went to school in Northampton Massachusetts and I know I don't about need your Smith, qualifiers where, where did you go what I went to the Williston Northampton boarding school oh okay boarding school she's yeah. a College. debutante she's a
1: debutante oh my fancy um, yeah I know sure was. socialite debutante me and uh, a <laughs> <laughs> different spectrum, different spectrum. Um, but it was a common thing where I was like, is this just a phase, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's some, that was sort of the lug category is what I'm talking about. And well, that
2: bothers me also. And that's a little right. bit of why I struggle with – That's it kind of does make me feel a little insecure that I don't feel like I have a label. Uh, exactly. Okay. For that reason because, like, for example, my mom – she thinks that it was a phase or is a phase. Like, she's like, well, yeah, but you'll eventually end up with a man. And this is something we actually just talked about on the Hills the other day because I, it really irritates me when she says that. Because, again, I feel like it takes away from part experience. of the reason – Yeah, and I think part of the reason that I always was dating w- and with men the whole beginning of my life was because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I never really thought outside the box. Yeah, of course. Right, yeah. And that's sort of, and so when my mom says that to me, I'm like, you're part of the problem. Like, yeah, I had to right. say this to her the other day. I was like, I love you. I know you're not trying to be rude. Because my parents were amazing. Like, they, they've always accepted anyone I've ever chosen to be with. And they're so supportive. They just want me to be happy. Of course. But... Um, but I know, I can just, I can sense it with my mom that that's how she thinks. Well, and you moms know, like she are, a, is,
0: yeah, moms are a different breed. Like, we talk about it. Like, she's probably sensing it's a phase or, like, sensing that you're upset or, or like, wants it or to be wants it to be something phase. different because that's what she imagined with you. In all of the people, whether they're men, women, non-binary, or whatever, it's interesting, the mom story. We actually mm-hmm. had a woman on, Dr. Jen Bierman whose son oh, is gay. Yeah. And so it was interesting to hear.
2: I, how do I know her?
0: Because she's like on the doctors. She's and been on, She's been on the doctors. She's been on Below Deck. She's a public okay. figure. Even Honestly, she should, also, she should be on your show. It's a debut I recognize she her She should from go on circle. your show. Um, <laughs> no, you should, ha- you should interview her. She's fa- fantastic. But she's a mom and her son came out. And it was interesting to hear from a mother's perspective. Yeah. And it was kind of that similar thing where like, she it wasn't what she envisioned so I yes. think you know is but your, not
1: accept she was accepting of it it just yeah, wasn't t- like Took
0: her a minute took her a minute to like
1: you know there's a different language you kind of have to use sometimes and there's like a different mentality in order like you project all these feelings and thoughts onto your kids that when they don't you know when they're not reciprocating that you have to like take a second to acclimate yourself
2: yeah I actually remember calling my mom when I was first telling because you know I hadn't told my parents anything I just was kind of spending True. a lot of time with this woman
1: and that's um, such an interesting story like that yeah. among like any, it's not even like you got to come out to yourself you, literally the world is about to out you <laughs> and your parents don't even know
2: I know and obviously it would have been nice to have the luxury of privacy and um time to have that conversation with my family and not have it have been forced by these photos that were taken yeah um, but having said that I I you know I didn't have any shame in telling my parents and at the time I was excited about where I was in the relationship and yeah you know I mean I think I had just been through a very challenging period of time in my life and it finally felt like it was getting better like I was just feeling so happy that I honestly at the time didn't really appreciate the magnitude of what was going on. Um, I was just so absorbed in it. You've
0: got so many emotions swirling. I you're know. But you called them. I yeah. did.
2: I called my mom. And what to what you guys were just saying. I said to her. Um, okay. So. This isn't just. We're, we're not just friends. Um, I want you guys to know. Because you're going to find out tomorrow anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and she said. And I said. I know this is Probably a little bit of a surprise to you so why do you take some time to think about it and process and absorb it and then we can talk again tomorrow and we can get into it more if you you're want like to we like we'll or have or
0: visual whatever. reference we can <laughs> refer back to Yeah right like it's all you're going to get a really clear
2: picture but tomorrow they are great <laughs>
0: photos of me but it's going to be a very yeah, clear picture also of what's like going sad. on Also no, know, like Man, at really. least yeah. they were oh. fantastic photos well, Thank you You're welcome We were
1: talking just as I said we were talking to Tess Holiday who's like a plus size model and you know the the thing in like us weekly where it's like celebrities just like us, they caught her at Disneyland eating a corn on the cob, <laughs> and she was like, "Of all the fucking pictures to take of me, it's like Tess Holiday chowing down. You know what? Noshing
2: on corn on the cob." Like, I have fuck. yet to see. It's always in your worst moments that you get right.
0: Always, everyone
1: at
2: Disneyland. Of all this, yeah. she's like, "Fucking A.
1: I I was like, "That's really good." It
0: was just like us,
1: fuck. But man. you had I a really, public... really. I know. I
0: just even. I just. I even just had that sit in for you, for me, where I'm like, "Fuck!" Like, did yeah, you think imagine? about that? Like, like when I came
1: out at 19, it was between me my girlfriend at the time and my parents mm-hmm. right four people which was pretty easy to contain and then of course my friends but the hardest person for me to come out to was myself and like acclimating to this different life that I yes. thought of myself for but for you what was that conversation with your parents like if you can if you can elaborate a little bit when um, you called them
2: well it was honestly as brief as what I just described because okay. really because I knew that my mom my dad is like so chill yeah. he's like yeah. whatever whatever you know like whoever you are we're good do your thing. Um. And he's been like that my whole life, and my mom has always been more critical, mm-hmm. but you know, in a constructive way, not a not a nasty way or anything. But um, she just kind of, I know, like what you said, she's had a vision for what my life is going to be, and um, and by the way, every parent has that, literally, like, every single. Right. There's no,
1: like shitty thing to say that, like, and even every
2: parent. even when um, my ex husband and I were splitting up, my parent, my mom was kind of shocked because. I hadn't told her really anything that was going on because I knew that she would be judgmental about it. A li- you yeah. know, she would, you know, it's your mom's job, I guess, to protect you and want the best for you. And I just knew if she knew what was going on, that she probably would be angry at him and it would create more of an issue. Right. So I don't know. I just would kind of like limit some of the things I had sure. to tell her unless I really needed to. Um and yeah, so I knew, so I wasn't really saying anything to her about any, what I was going on. I was just on this vacation with my friend. And, um, Which looked
1: dope. I was yeah, like, was yo, a, like, next time It we'll was the best girl.
2: vacation. <laughs> yeah, I
1: want that socialite fucking vacation. Yeah, man. ditto. And like you
2: guys said, I was trying to kind of just figure out for myself sure, right. what was going on. You yeah. know, like, was I, because I did, I was really falling in love with this person. Yeah. So there was nothing and, hesitant
1: in your voice to your parents about it, even though maybe you no. were still figuring it out, but there right. was, you were like definitive.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's important. I was like, this is what's happening, this is this is the person I'm dating. Like it is yeah, what it for is. Sure. So right. we'll see. You know, like I'll t- but let's let you guys process it. We'll talk about it again tomorrow. And um
0: did you guys talk the next day like
2: you had kind of proposed? Or did you, you know what, I actually, I don't think we did. Everything became really overwhelming yeah, once it course. became public. And I actually turned my phone off for like a week straight Smart. and just ignored everything. But what I did was um, we instead invited them, invited them to come to New York because we had to go there for something. And we all got together. Smart. Like, went to dinner.
0: Everybody nice. met each other. And yeah.
2: And, and- it was fine. Cordial, Good. It was, um, yeah, very cordial. So you're filming
0: again, The Hills. Mm-hmm. I, is it really? It's kind of almost like season two of the reboot, right? That's what I would say. Season two of the reboot. Okay. Yes. And is your mom on the show?
2: She is. On like on phone calls? No, or like... like they actually flew her out here. So oh, last wow. week she was here because she was filming with us. And how was it <laughs> <To> how, <laughs> how was that? Has experience? she taken to camera? I mean, she's really cute. Like she she doesn't want to say anything that I don't want her to say you know oh, she, she's so protective. she's trying it's cute she's trying to take her cues from me like oh is, what, is it okay that I say that or you know like right. speak really slowly when I know she's not sure if she doesn't sure what about what she's about to say she'll kind of get awkward and I'm like what are you gonna say yeah <laughs> That's um cute. but yeah. she's cute
0: did she interact with any of the other cast members or was it just kind of your storyline with her
2: they only had her filming with me
0: okay I read in the press that Misha Barton wasn't going to be on this season can you confirm that
2: I actually can't confirm that okay. because I'm now hearing that she may still <laughs> appear. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Misha Barton cannot get out of our lives. The ghost <laughs> of Christmas past is back
2: Well, you again. know, I actually enjoyed hang- spending time with Misha. Misha, like I didn't know her at all before we started filming sure. together. And she was perfectly cool with me. Yeah. But um, Whitney Port and then there's a new cast member, Caroline DeMore, uh, who's on the show. And oh, the I know that girl.
0: No, no. You know who that girl is. I'm gonna tell you who that girl is. No, <laughs> tell me who that girl. She start. She's a little DJ. She DJs. She's oh, a yeah, pizza. Maybe, maybe. She's the pizza princess. Her parents have a place called Demore's Pizza. Oh, and it's like old school LA. Is not that her? Yes. Yeah. She's super nice. Oh, it's, she's a, oh, it's nice. LA pizza. Do you die. It's LA yeah, pizza. Yeah, the right girl. I've seen um, her around. We have mutual friends. Liz would know this. You shit. see, you are a socialite. Yeah, she's fucking yeah, more than me I'm, because I. You didn't know who she's know friends with? She's friends with Paris Jackson. Yeah. Best
2: friends. Yeah, BFF. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, and pizza's all right. They could us, work like on that. In She's in got Kansas. a sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, apparently her sauce is, I mean, I haven't tried it's like it like yet. crushing <laughs> it.
0: From and what so, I understand of Caroline Demore, she really grew up in L.A. and probably has, like, a really interesting perspective given, like, her friend group and probably literally growing up in L.A., which I think is such a unique experience. So it'll be interesting to watch her. I'm really impressed with how much you know about her, though. I know, me too. I'm kind of like... A lizard brain in the sense that I have all these weird facts about nothing. <laughs> Speaking of lizard brain, you should see her vagina tattoo, but that's for another day. It's not
2: like in my... Va- it's like a lo- very low hip. Isn't that trendy right now? I just saw... She
0: an- got this... She had- she I got, got it when like I was 18 15 18. or something. 18. Shit. Well, then Girl, then you-, you don't know the story. I got it my <laughs> freshman year of high school, motherfucker. 15 with a fake Canadian ID. Well, then you were ahead like of your lot. time There's because I think there was say.
2: a Marie Claire or Vogue article the other day that said that lower hip tattoos are the trend of yeah dating. they interviewed
0: me yes. my tribal lizard tattoo that now looks like a fucking bearded dragon because it's all spread because they it's did like not, not interview terrible. you yeah <laughs> it's like well yeah that's it what happens terrible. with ta- it's awful it's, it's really actually like the worst it's a terrible <laughs> really? thing and then, yeah i love really you bad. you're attractive yeah it's terrible but if, I,
1: if i if that was your first tinder photo to me of your vagina liz tattoo i probably wouldn't sweat, okay right. moving forward you know? <laughs> i'm curious for you being on the show, being in the public eye, maybe for better or for worse, what's like the number one thing you've really learned about yourself maybe in the past year of everything you've gone through? Like 30 plus, we're the same age. Mm-hmm. What what have you really like discovered about yourself in the second wave? God, I feel like
2: there's so much that I have because I've really spent a lot of time just thinking about sure. myself and everything and that, you know, just because I feel like a whole, I don't know, through the entire process I've been through and everything being so public, yeah. I really feel yeah. like I had to kind of dig deep. I think that... Because all of this happened in the public eye, I really it was important for me to spend a lot of time in seclusion in a way Mm -hmm. and get to the bottom of who I feel like I am really as a person. Because for a minute throughout this process, I was pretty lost because I think it got it just became it was such a whirlwind. Of course. And all of a sudden I was dating a woman and I was really in love with her. And then that ended very abruptly and I didn't really know where to go from there and I didn't even really know who to be spending my time with because I I had kind of become accustomed to spending time with her and the majority of her friends are gay and so it was like this community that I had through her right. but then didn't, didn't really have on my own outside of that and so I kind of had to spend time on my own and figure out okay like where am I going to go from here? Who am I now? Um, and I think that Uh, I actually ended up coming out of it feeling a lot more confident and secure in who I am because I realized that I can just be whatever I want and be friends with whoever I want and do anything that I want, date whoever I want. And um, so I would just say that the thing I've learned the most about myself is that I don't need to worry so much about who I am and that I, I accept myself for whatever or whoever I am. That's amazing, that by you know, the way. That's yeah, like, that's, that's but it did, beautiful. But that didn't happen very quickly. I feel no, like that it doesn't happen me, overnight. No, it took me, and I mean, it's. I'm sure I'm still going through it, but yeah, um,
1: nothing, nothing worth it happens overnight, right? You know, it's all. And it was very it painful,
2: time. you know, uh, exactly. And, and I've learned a lot about how important it is that you're in these uncomfortable situations or these darker times in your life, because that's what motivates you to explore who you are as a person and to make changes and grow
0: have you had people reach out to awesome. you and just thank you for being fo- so visible about change and whatever and, it is and, and, not and not knowing and how to di- exactly. identify it because I feel like that's also very important to super important point. it's super yeah. important have you gotten some positive well feedback?
2: that's why I feel so good about the L article that I wrote yeah. because I had a tremendous amount of feedback from that piece and actually that made me feel so much more comfortable with myself, and because I tried to just really, I don't know what motivated me, because it's actually kind of scary. When I think back on it, I'm like, I can't believe I just put myself out there like that. But it, it was very cathartic, first of all, writing it. I felt like I really needed to say something on behalf of myself, because essentially, the media was making up like my version of the story, and I was constantly reading things. I'm like, I don't even, this doesn't even actually reflect any of how I feel. Did you mm-hmm. feel
1: like it was your own... Press release in a way like you are yeah, your own PR person. It was like
2: I had to at some point do something if I ever wanted to have a career in the public ever again especially because so cool. everything
1: was in the public eye before it could be even private it was like the moment it happened it was public for you i imagine it's like you need to take control of that too and like you're going to allow everyone to know everything about you down to your fucking bra size to who you made out with last week or you have to keep some of, you have to really try to keep right some of i that mean for obviously you.
2: for me a lot of the details are sacred yeah, and exactly. and and so private and personal and so i didn't really want to speak to the details of the relationship because that's it's not nobody's necessary. business. And it's also it's separate than your right, experience. Exactly. Right.
0: And it's literally no
1: one's business. Right. And you deserve to have a side and a say in yeah. whatever in your
2: life. You and know? That's, that's, what I, that's the thing is that I think I always have been very protective of the people who I love and care about and I never want to do something to upset them. So for a while I was like, I just can't say a word. I'm not yeah. going to say anything. I'm going to leave it up to her to handle it. And I'm not even going to – I'm just going to take whatever comes my way and I'll deal with it and I'll figure it out later. But, you know – um, it came it got to a point where like no one was saying anything on my behalf and I really did feel like if I was going to try to build a career going forward and I was going to have a career in the public eye which ended up having to be the case that I needed to say something
1: yeah and you got um, good fan reception from that L article yeah
2: and so yeah and the response to the L article was just it was actually incredible um just because So many people were DMing me and writing to me, writing emails to me saying, "Um, you know, I feel like you could have potentially saved someone's life by writing this article. beautiful. And I didn't feel like that when I wrote it. I just was like, you know, I just got to get this out. Sure. (laughs) I I wasn't expecting the response. It almost was more
1: for you and the cathartic feeling that you were getting. Yeah, and just
2: to kind of say, you know, this wasn't a joke. Because I think in the press it felt like... Okay, they had this fling, and you know, haha, ha, whatever. Cool, yeah, yeah, it was like more of like a voyeuristic. Oh, they're just, you know, two girls having a good. Like they, they kept calling us gal pals and things. Yeah, like that. Yeah, they're scissor kicking it all yeah, over the world. You find that there's a
1: lot of like inbred, <laughs> like homophobia, weird shit that goes on that yeah. you, that people in general don't think of as like homophobic or at least a little rude, but saying like gal bows. It's just like, like it's just like ridiculous,
2: you know what I mean? Yeah. I like, wouldn't it, say that it, for a heterogeneical triviali- couple. No. Does.
0: And it totally trivializes it. And it trivializes it, but, it. Yes. And that's what
2: I felt like was happening. It was just being trivialized like left and right. And I mean throughout the relationship it kind of was, but while we were still together I just didn't really give a shit because sure. it was like, well we know what we have going on. I don't really right. care what anyone else thinks. But yeah, then um, once it was once I was on my own, I just felt like it was all being made into a joke and it wasn't funny to me. And so I wrote that piece and just wanted to be very clear. Like for me, this was a person I was in love with. Yep. It was not a joke, it's and a real also thing that really happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also that I thought it was important for you know anybody who finds themselves in that situation to be open to it. Yeah, and just see where it takes them. Because I feel like for me, it's just made me. I've come to understand myself so much better, and made me open to so many more just possibilities in life in every way.
0: And um, you, yeah, beautifully said, by the way, Um, you're filming Hills. Mm -hmm. You've got a skedaddle onto your shoot soon. What's next for you? Are you still figuring that out? Like, can you? Yeah, I have a few
2: things. Well, I'm actually still writing. um, I'm working on another piece for Elle. Amazing. um, On a different topic. But that's I mean, I just love writing. So that's something that's been really cool. I've been doing um and i've got my own podcast that we've just started recording yes super exciting you should so have that's Jen a big Birman thing because i'm excited <laughs> mm-hmm. um <laughs> she's like mm-hmm. but but she's not gay right no, no her but son a, no. just her son is so she's a sexologist but she's like she's
0: like a, and a doctor. Oh, she's not a urologist. Cool. yeah yeah she's like what's up okay yeah. well thanks for that i hot. can turn
2: her Oh my but God, I wanted, Darren. before, before we kidding. go, I wanted to ask you guys about this because this is yeah. something that's happening on the hills. And like I mentioned, Car- you know, they've got Caroline on the show now. Mm-hmm, sure. And so they're kind of, I'm trying to navigate mm-hmm. the right way. I just don't want them to create a situation where they're trying to like put Caroline and I together. Or I feel like I can kind of sense that that's they're something that's They're definitely going to do exactly that. what they're trying to do. And who I doesn't d-
1: want to see that? So they're definitely going to I
2: know. That. And it's just so important to me that now that, um, I'm in this position on a show that is going to be, because of the L piece, and I know how, like, helpful or powerful that was for some people who read it anyway, Um, I, I feel this obligation and responsibility to, like, really represent myself well and, like, what I stand for, but without coming across as... Um, like insincere to like the group that you're yeah, trying like to like, insincere. Repre- and also I don't want to feel yeah, exactly. I don't want to come yeah. across like I think all of a sudden I'm like a spokesperson for the entire sure. community because I had of this experience and like yeah. people you you guys know like there are so many people who do that where it's like something happens to them and all of a sudden they're like oh my god I know and it's so annoying it when people so do annoying. that <laughs> and I never want to do that. No, yeah. it's terrible. People so, are ready to jump
1: on you too for anything, right? So I know. Careful. So right.
2: I've I've kind I've been asking my friends this. I'm like, how do I? how do I talk about this publicly and represent myself on a show but not come across like I'm, you know, I think all of a sudden that I'm like the spokesperson for this community. I don't
0: I don't see a problem in you saying that.
2: Yeah, I, 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 like I I think what,
0: you know, in, in talking to you and meeting you for the first time today, what's been so incredible about getting to know you is you led with honesty. You have been yourself. You wrote this beautiful l piece where you're like, hey, I fell in love. This is my experience falling in love with, a person and who knows who that person will look like tomorrow you know whatever yeah. this is like what it was for me um I don't see any problem and it's very hard to edit like just baseline facts and being honest about things mm-hmm. you know because we all know reality tv loves to make an edit yeah. um what do you uh, mean? Some- <laughs> it's live I mean that girl Jessica from Love about? is Blind it, we'll tell we'll go what, follow her she'll tell you all about it oh know.
2: my god Did she? was she really edited though no she wasn't talking she's about Jessica, fucking was 34. Nuts. And also, she's nuts yes, I keep she's, DMing her by the way did you see when she fed her dog wine I know yeah,
0: yes trust me
1: she Our friend got more mad hurt. at her fiance for claiming that he loves the dog second
0: compared to her because no, she was she like sh- no
1: the dog's the best and you're like are you guys getting into a fight I, about I likes say, the dog? I hate to Jessica, Jessica,
0: if you're listening, I love you, honey. But you were blacked out like that whole fucking sh- yeah, show. And like, so, so what I would say back to you, Caitlin, is <laughs> I would that? say there's nothing wrong. It would almost be interesting if you orchestrated like a lunch with, like you almost are like, oh yeah, you want us to meet? Great. You guys could meet and you could even say like, hey, like, I don't identify. I'm definitely not like the spokesperson for any community as I figure out what I'm going through. Like, it's super nice to meet you. You know what I mean? I think you disarm the whole thing.
2: Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking, too, is I I just have to address this on camera. And you could take control of it. Yeah. I think I, like, they threw Caroline on the show, and she's really flirty, so I was, we would like have a few drinks while we are filming, and then I'd be being flirty with her back, and I'm like... Shit, I don't want this to turn into yeah. like, like she's um, hired to now be now all of a sudden I'm Well, I was gonna say
1: I was gonna say this. Like Liz is absolutely right. You should hundred percent be yourself and go with it. If you wanna flirt, I wouldn't worry about what anyone else is gonna think. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think there's pressure to do that either. But I was gonna say is that like you know that being in the public eye, there's always gonna be people who are telling you that you're inauthentic or doing something like for example, Liz being bisexual and being openly bisexual married to a woman. I know people within the gay community who think that bisexuality isn't a thing.
0: Yeah, they rip and, on me all and the they, time. And they
1: rip on her. And all if time. she married a man, the I know a bunch of lesbians who would say like, she's not she gay. She was never gay she in the just first place. She hooking up with girls in high school. She was never gay in the first place.
0: But Trust it it me, I a walked down the more, aisle of my wedding and I think people were like taking bets like it was well, a fucking horse race. that's what i saying. Ring. I think they, they were all back. waiting and I think certainly being bisexual. That's so
2: unbelievable. It's well, and
1: <laughs> so now it gives her a little bit more clout. I'm using clout in air it's quotes. It's ridiculous. Right, like, a, like ridiculous. a job interview gives her more clout in the community even though she was just, I mean, I'm speaking for you a little bit here but from what I can just see, like, you're just being yourself. Like, yeah. I dated men. I'm not a gold star. Like, I've dated men I'm still find men very. attractive. it's called? Yeah, a it's gold called star. star. Yeah, it's so funny that people don't like,
0: gold
2: star is like you. I don't me know it's- anything. Oh, <laughs> it's funny because a lot of like
1: people don't know that term.
2: And hang I out always-
0: with us, Caitlin. You'll learn a whole bunch of
2: shit. Gold I'm just gonna star. have to come and listen to you guys recording. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go give you a so dictionary of
1: terms to like take home with Please you. Do. But my point is that like even Liz, who is married to a fucking woman, is a full blown adult, identifies as bi, is still gonna get heat from the community. All the time. And, like. And that's just like, it's part of the way that it is. So all you can do is be yourself. And I think there's tons of, for every like shitty negative fucking thing people are going to say to you, there's a thousand people that are going to be like, yeah, that's me. I don't know. And I just want to feel okay to like go within the world and not be confined by a Yeah, And that's what I heard. And you can be that developing. representative and that's, you can be the Caitlyn Carter representative and you never have to apologize for that, but you're never going to not get heat for it. Yeah. I it's just a right. reality of being just, a public figure. And it, that's important to know. Like, no one can say the perfect thing. Like, I've been told thousands of terrible things. I mean, I get called dyke on daily. I've been called faggot before. Like, and I'm perfectly okay and confident. I have big dick energy of being a lesbian oh, all the fucking time. Darren. Do you know big dick energy, Kaylin? Yes. yes.
2: Okay. I, actually, though, you know who told me Bridget the other day? Because I was saying somebody had swagger. And she's like, you cannot use that word anymore. And I go, well, what do I use? And she goes, BDE. And I was like, it took me a second. And I'm like, you can't use swagger anymore? According to Bridget. Uh, but my point is you have to do good and the bad. All you can do is be yourself. But I think you're
1: handling it the right way by being super, super classy, super, super amazing. classy, nice, yeah. accepting Thank and you. open either way. Like you're not you're not cutting anyone off for thinking something about you. You're here to educate and to discover yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people really need to see. Like that's the change we need to see it to use another um, grandma like phrase from o- see yeah world. like the Gandhi phrase like be the change you want to see in the world I used like an Oprah quote uh <laughs> on our she, last record Liz was like are you not no me? she's like that's she's so
0: like my dad, gonna... dad has always said it, and I kind of was like no that's like un- that's like a very Oprah like that Oprah did whatever say
1: Michael Karp you're getting fucking credit for oh this oh my god <laughs> um Caitlin where can people find you and also for anyone who wants to read the L article they just type in your name hit L magazine or is there like a date
2: Yeah, it's actually, if you Google my name, it's the first thing that comes up on Google. Perfect. So everyone should read that article, but where can people find you? Um, My Instagram, which is just at Caitlin. And um, I've got a podcast coming out soon, so they can keep an eye out for that. What's it about? Just so we can get excited about it. So it's about, um, generally it's about optimism and just trying to live your life with a positive outlook and how you can be happy on a daily basis and being kind to other people and, um, you know we'll have a lot of guests on who kind of speak to that those topics so. love
1: it it sounds fantastic be, and what we well, she's being the change we need to see in the world look <laughs> see it comes full Karen. circle with me Lizard oh love me. my god well caitlin thank you for coming thank on. you for taking you it was so nice to be with a debutante me. and a socialite today this was amazing <laughs> thanks will never happen thanks, again caitlin. no thank never again
0: thank you for listening to scissoring isn't a thing see you next tuesday